0: I don't think you boys are truly ready for what's about to happen. I am the sheriff, <laughs> and I am here to study the
1: I hate this so much.
0: So let me go, stir the plow. God. All right. What's up,
2: guys? This is Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Derek Fultz. Thank you so much for that riveting performance by Halsey. My name is Brady King.
1: <laughs> wow. This is what it's like to be at Coachella. My name's Colton Hart. <laughs> Flower crowns for everybody.
0: <laughs> Flower crowns oh, and Molly. <laughs>
1: Is molly still a popular drug? I don't know. One time I went to a rave, watched this guy walk in, and he made a beeline for me across the room. He's like, you want to buy some molly? And I was like, cool. I put off a vibe that I want to buy molly. (laughs) No, I'd actually just like to go home now.
2: (laughs) Actually, um, could you move over? You're making it hard for me to kneel down in prayer.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much. Pray the
2: rave away. (laughs) So, uh, for those of you new to the podcast, we are *Start the Plot*, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the, the <laughs> <laughs> first and last scene of a movie, and then we try to improv our way through what happens in between.
0: These past couple of weeks, since we've released the last episode and till now, uh, I have not consumed any media. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I think like the only piece of media that I have consumed. Have you seen that video of that lady? That's getting airlifted out of, like... Oh, my kid. gosh.
2: And she keeps spinning. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she basically... Oh, you wait. Know, like, you have to
0: this up right now. Pause the what podcast. Pause the podcast. No, don't actually pause, but, like... So, okay. If you Weird. have not seen that video, uh, there's a video of this poor, like, 75-year-old woman who went hiking, which God bless her for hiking, uh, at that big age. So, she's hiking. She gets injured, but the ground or, like, the land is too rough to get, like, vehicle or, like, an ambulance in there, which I think is a lie but whatever i think they had this planned out from the very beginning but that's a, a conspira- that's a conspiracy theory for a later date
2: he said how can we spike our twitter followers <laughs> yeah
0: they said hmm we're noticing like a real big dip in our like interactions with people how do we let's kill our an engage- old lady. Yeah, our engagement, <laughs> our engagement let's spin an old lady to death um so let's
2: put her in a let's put her in a centrifuge
0: a human centrifuge let's literally separate the plasma from her blood cells <laughs> while she's still
1: alive Giving, so, giving blood just got a whole lot harder
0: <laughs> you have to first you have to survive so uh they're like airlifting her out of there and she's in you know i i don't want to call it a body bag because she's not dead <laughs> it's a, it's i a mean she's not dead much. but she probably wish she it's was like a after big this plastic point.
2: casket and she just starts in midair just spinning <laughs> Spinning fast enough to, like Derek said, power like a small town. She,
0: it's, she's literally turned into a turbine, like, <laughs> and some say she's still spinning to this day. <laughs> they say if you wish upon a shooting star hard enough, you'll just hear. Hey! <laughs> you have essentially become a medieval weapon at
2: this point. <laughs> if
0: if you had besides horror, if you had to put this woman's experience into a movie genre, what would it be and why? Oh, sports! Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why?
2: Hands down.
0: <laughs> Your chariot's
1: of I mean, fire. I I don't.
2: I don't feel like
1: <laughs> as, she's, as she's like rising. Like I
2: don't feel like a competitive sport exists for this. But she won <laughs> it. Whatever it is, she won well, it. Well, they were about
0: like this. Is um the helicopter was David. Life is Goliath
1: <laughs> and she was the stone in the slingshot but they don't show in the video is that the rope actually snaps so she's moving so fast that it doesn't matter <laughs> she's levitating there she becomes the eighth wonder of the, earth, the levitating woman she's pushing the helicopter
0: up like she <laughs> she spun so fast that she is like seeing things that like have not happened yet <laughs>
2: <laughs> she hit the event horizon
0: <laughs> she, yeah she's like murph murph it's me Murph. <laughs> she's spinning so fast she's seeing her daughter in the past and she's like murph it's me murph
1: that was an interstellar joke. we might say, do we might do that movie on this podcast one day yikes oh um, man well speaking of christopher nolan what what about him <laughs> i mean we're doing prestige oh is that a yeah, it's a
2: It was one of his earliest ones. Yeah. Oh, good for him. <laughs> I it was Memento and then Dunkirk. <laughs> I was uh,
1: very confused throughout Dunkirk. Oh, really? Well, I just like catch the, it was I the didn't the catch. the beginning Well, you kind
0: of have to be like intelligent in order to understand. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, and that's why I, was well, I, I had a roommate in college who his old roommate that he got home from watching Interstellar, or his roommate was like, "Oh, how'd you like it?" And uh, my friend was like, "Oh, you know, was, like I liked it. It was just kind of confusing, though." And he, like, legit was like, well, you kind of have to, like, be intelligent in order to understand it. And I was like, so people like that, like, legitimately exist. (laughs) They're like, you have to be intelligent in order to understand interstellar. I'm like, yeah, fake science, the musical, like... (laughs) Uh I guess if you want to understand, like, every physical
1: aspect of that movie, sure. But, like... Yeah.
0: Like, so that's what... If you need to take anything away from that movie, folks, is that what NASA and big government is not telling you... <laughs> is that you Matthew McConaughey is a... an interdimensional being. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is now
2: a deity. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Christopher Nolan, we are going to be doing The Prestige today. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I have seen. It has been a little while. Um I have uh, heard of the
0: Prestige. It was only because I put it on multiple times while I tried to fall asleep in my bed (laughs) at, like, two volume. I also take two volume
2: when I need to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) My doctor prescribed me two volume. (laughs) My Walgreens pharmacist doesn't know, and it won't hurt him. Uh, Yeah, so for those of you who are new to the podcast, we are not allowed to... well. Legally, we cannot include movie audio. Yeah, we're absolutely like, we can do whatever we want,
0: (laughs) but Johnny Law will come beating down our door and arrest us if we play one second of The Prestige. Christopher Nolan himself will burst into the room and say, "Oh, we're going to put on these handcuffs, and we're going to arrest you, and we're going to take you down to the pokey. And I'm going to be like, fair enough, sir. Please take me away.
2: The only reason we don't is we fear the invisible hand of interdimensional Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) (laughs) That's really the only thing stop the bookshelf was shaking the bookshelf was shaking (laughs) he's here who's throwing books at me stop it yeah so we uh, legally cannot play uh, movie audio on the podcast so we have converted everything into screenplay format and we are going to reenact the very first scene of the prestige Colton are you ready
1: I am ready yeah I'm ready too I guess (laughs) (laughs) we see a small sunny room alive with the sounds of chirping dozens of tiny bird cages line the walls where an elderly man john cutter watches the small yellow finches bounce around their enclosures every magic trick consists of three parts or x john opens one of the cages and gently scoops a finch into his hands the first part is called the pledge the magician shows you something ordinary a deck of cards a bird or a man john shows the tiny bird to sarah a young girl seated in front of him she smiles in anticipation we cut to an enormous theater on stage. A sharply dressed magician holds his arms open as the curtain behind him is raised. His name is Robert Angier. As the curtain is pulled away, a giant metal Tesla coil is. revealed. To <laughs> as the curtain is pulled away, a giant metal Tesla coil is revealed in his audience to the audience. They gasp and applaud.
0: He shows you this object. Perhaps he asks you to inspect it to see if it's real.
1: It's going in between British and Australian. I was about to say, <laughs> that
2: was straight New Zealand right there. <laughs> Crikey! <laughs> to test the coil!
1: As John reveals the bird to Sarah, Robert invites the audience to come and inspect his machine. One man in particular, Alfred Borden, seems particularly interested. He skulks around the enormous contraption, inspecting it carefully. Alfred attempts to walk backstage, but is stopped by a hefty bouncer. Where do you think you're- I'm part
2: of the bloody act, you fool!
1: Alfred rips off a fake beard.
2: (laughs) What? (laughs)
0: What? (laughs) Oh, no, me when I'm trying to get a new free trial.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Amazon says this is the fourth time you tried to log in with. (laughs) I'm a part of the bloody acting.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Alfred rips off a fake beard. The bouncer, convinced, releases him. On stage, Robert tosses his coat to his stagehand. Behind him, the coil ignites in an explosion of bright blue lightning. Under the stage, Alfred sprints down a set of stairs. The light from the Tesla coil casts eerie shadows around the room, where a blind man turns to face him. The second act is called The Turn. Alfred looks curiously at the blind man. Satisfied that he is in no danger, Alfred begins to search the room. On stage, Robert takes a deep breath and steps into the machine. Meanwhile, John places the tiny finch in a cage and covers it with a blanket. Sarah smiles. The magician takes the ordinary something and makes it into something extraordinary. John snatches the blanket and the cage vanishes. On stage, Robert's body distorts as it makes contact with hundreds of electric tendrils. The audience watches in shock. Now, you're looking for the secret,
0: but you won't find it. Because of course, you're not really looking.
1: Under the stage, Alfred approaches a large object in the center of the room. A huge glass tank full of water.
0: You don't really want to know.
1: On stage, Robert's machine spits lightning faster and faster until... Pow! (laughs) Sorry, that scared me. (laughs) Robert falls through the trap door and into the large glass tank. A latch slams shut, locking him underwater.
0: You want to be fooled.
1: Sarah looks at John curiously, wondering where the bird went. At the same time, the audience glances around the theater, looking for Robert. But
0: you wouldn't clap yet, because making something disappear isn't enough. You have to bring it back.
1: John holds up his hand, clutching the vanished finch. Sarah beams and claps. That's why every magic trick has a third act, the hardest part, that
0: part we call the
1: prestige. Robert fights for breath in the glass tank. He slams his fist into the walls, fighting to escape, but it's no use. Alfred watches in horror as Robert's movement grows slower and slower, fade to black.
2: So here's my initial thought on this movie, because I think with the It episode we establish this universe of monster hunters, right? (laughs) (laughs) Go on. I I think in this movie, here we have Alfred, Mm -hmm. who has been a monster hunter since birth. He's caught every cryptid known to mankind. I mean, like, mermaids, (laughs) the Loch Ness Monster, Tupac, like, all of them. (laughs) And the only one he hasn't caught is a magician.
0: Oh. So he sets this elaborate traps. traps, Okay. Okay. So, are we, in this universe, are magicians cryptids?
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they can be considered such. They're pretty slippery, okay. right?
0: Okay. Would you say that there's like TV shows about hunting magicians and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like you know, like you know, the joke that we established <laughs> back a couple episodes, <laughs> finding sure. you know, uh, finding David over, Blaine, <laughs> yeah, find David Blaine, <laughs> find Chris. Well, I'd love to find Chris Angel. Where is he? At right Honestly, now? what happened
2: to that guy? I think he just mind freaked himself. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Maybe he uh he wrapped up his act okay. and adopted a new moniker as Alfred. Ooh. Or sorry, Robert the magician Right.
0: So um so Alfred is a magician hunter. He Robert is not his prize. Robert is the bait. Ah the bait
2: Chris Angel requires a sacrifice. <laughs> And he prefers his victims alive, which is why they've got to be kept fresh in a tank of water. And
0: so, like, Alfred has this whole elaborate plan to try to lure Chris Angel out of hiding. And the only way to do that is to mind freak the audience. (laughs) And so it's like, what, like. What can freak the audience's mind? Right. You've got so to summon
2: a mind freak so big that Chris Angel can hear it from his hideaway. <laughs> yeah, his hideaway on Mount Doom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or his hideaway just like in you know like the old design of Hot Topics with like the big like metal gate doors. <laughs> he lives in one of those. <laughs> Right next to, like, the Black Veil bride yes.
2: t Someone There's a tingle in my leather wristbands. I can feel a <laughs>
0: disturbance in the air. I can feel a disturbance in my studded belt. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what this is. Yeah. Uh, I think that Robert actually dies. Yeah. And the mind freak is completely blown. Because... They have to, like, kind of tie into that, you know, suspension of disbelief, the sure. magic thing and everything. Yeah. So the audience's minds are no longer freaked because someone's actually died. <laughs> <laughs> and so Chris Angel says, oh, it must have just been, you know, it must have just been a fluke. It must have just been, like, a glitch, oh. s- a glitch in the Matrix, if you will. So
1: now I think Alfred's got to pull a stuff. A, glitch in, st- a st- glitch in the freak <laughs> suit. <laughs> See, here's, here's my theory. I'm going along with it. But okay. I think Chris Angel is actually a Batman villain. Okay. And Alfred is... Alfred, Alfred. <laughs> my God, <laughs> tell me, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Columbus, no, and Christopher <laughs> what, Heck, whatever his name is, what's his name?
2: Michael Kane?
1: Oh, uh, no, that guy also, but the Christopher Nolan.
2: Oh yeah, how'd you guys like my Michael Kane impression? Oh, Michael that just Caine. switched from like you straight went from like Alfred from Batman to Korg from <laughs> Thor my Ragnarok. Name's cool. <laughs> my was I going to tell you, about a magic trick? <laughs>
0: I did. It was like. Have you seen Christian H- Bale, that's his name. <laughs> Were you looking for Christian Bale? He's in the prestige. Yeah. Oh this is a, this Batman is a Batman movie. movie. This is got <laughs> this is because this it's takes place really in like the Industrial Revolution. Like, if I remember
1: like anything yeah. about this movie. No, it
2: does. It's literally Michael Caine and this Christian is got- Bale back this is from Gotham Mar.
1: by gaslight. <laughs> that's a real, that's a real specific joke. Isn't it? Yeah, this is a real this is a real specific so- pull.
2: In this universe, Chris Angel is an eternal being. I think we've already established that because he's still around to this day. Because
0: he it thrives off the mind freak.
2: Right. (laughs) Of course.
0: You know, the mind freak is a is a living, breathing, like sort of life force. Like, people that go on America's Got Talent just to like stab themselves in
2: the eye and then be like, Ooh, I'm fine, mind freak. Well, that must have been his generation, too, because people were so easily mind freaked back then. Yeah. I mean, you could just say, like, the earth is round and people were just like and blown mind freaks. Mind freaks. People still yeah, are yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, that's enough to
0: mind. like, I've seen Chris Angel show up in a lot of flat earther debates because everyone's just minds are so freak. <laughs>
1: well, he's
2: he's present at most TED Talks, I
0: hear. Yeah. <laughs> Why I played video games to cure my depression. (laughs) Chris Angel's just in the balcony. Just, I feel
2: free. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I love this universe that we've set up. And I'm really excited to see where it's going. Yeah, let's uh, let's figure out where this is going to go.
1: Can't wait for Batman to show up. (laughs) Robert sits on the floor of a dimly lit basement, clutching a bloody gunshot wound in his side. Alfred crouches in front of him, holding a small revolver.
2: You went halfway round the world. You spent a fortune. You did terrible things. Really terrible things, Robert. And all for nothing.
1: Robert smirks painfully. Nothing.
0: You never understood why we did this. The audience knows the truth. The world is simple, miserable, solid all the way through. Oh, wow, he's not a flat earther. But if you could fool them, even for a second, then you can make them wonder. And then you got to see
1: something very special. He shakes his head. You really don't know. It was the look on their faces. Robert's eyes begin to slip as he lets out his last breath. He falls backwards. His leg knocks over a kerosene lamp on the floor. Every magic trick consists of three parts, or X. Alfred watches as the flames begin to spread across the room. The first part is called the Pledge. The magician shows you something ordinary. A deck of cards, a bird, or a man. Back at John's studio, he shows a tiny bird to Sarah. She smiles in anticipation. Alfred walks past dozens of large glass tanks, glowing orange in the light of the growing flames. John snatches the blanket, and the birdcage vanishes. Sarah smiles curiously.
0: But you wouldn't clap yet, because making something disappear isn't enough.
1: John reveals the vanished bird, and as Sarah applauds, a man enters the room.
0: You have to bring it back.
1: Alfred steps towards Sarah. She notices him, and runs into his arms. They share a long embrace. As Alfred nods to John, he nods back. Back in the flaming basement.
2: (laughs) It's my favorite nightclub, the flaming Flaming basement. basement.
1: (laughs) Okay, Okay, okay. Back in the flaming basement, Alfred takes one last look around the room.
0: Now you're looking for something secret, but of course you won't find it.
1: You're not really looking, you don't really want to work it out. The glass tanks begin to glow under the heat of the flames. Inside, we can barely make out a floating figure. Robert.
0: You want to be fooled. What an ending. That's actually super, like, uh-huh. yeah. just completely out of context, like, kind of knowing,
2: like, I mean, it's the the ending scene's pretty descriptive. Yeah. That's a super cool ending. It's honestly, like, the movie itself is phenomenal. I, like, I, it is I will such say, a good movie.
1: I like, we've done, this is our 10th one, and yeah. I have never wanted to go watch... A Movie more yeah. than just from after, reading the last yeah. scene, yeah, it's yeah. sick.
2: So, I'm assuming, uh, from the dozens of glass tanks that he tried and failed to catch this magician more right. than once.
0: I think, okay, so like what really makes me think that Robert is Chris Angel, uh-huh. or is at least like <laughs> possessed by Chris Angel. <laughs> Is the line on page uh, four. Can you turn with us, audience? Yeah if, Let's you take will yeah, if you are following along in your book, turn to page four. Open up your packet. Uh, where he says, um, uh, you can make them wonder, you can make them, or you get to see something really special. It's the look on their faces. He revels in the fact that they are mind freaked.
2: I think it's taken this long for Alfred to realize that Robert was actually Possessed by Chris Angel the whole time Yeah
0: I think the whole time like so uh, There's you know a flashback scene in the middle of this Obviously where it's like Robert and Alfred meet and they're friends uh, But what Alfred doesn't know is that Robert at some point gets possessed By the spirit of Chris Angel after um, Trying to do that uh, ball in the cup Trick Yeah, and he mind freaks His parents and Chris Angel Deems him a worthy host
1: (laughs) And so He possesses
0: Robert and it's like, together we will mind freak the entire world. Of course, yeah. Right. And so I think uh, towards like the middle of this movie, Alfred starts to begin that – or begins to wonder that something's wrong. And then and, of course, uh,
2: Commissioner Gordon comes in and right. starts realizing oh, that yeah, crime is going is rampant a, is in movie. your. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> it's it's okay. Take your time. That's okay. <clears throat> and in order to to do the ultimate mind freak, he needs right. two human sacrifices, okay. which just so happen to be little Christian Bale's parents. <gasps> mm-hmm. <gasps> Poor Alfred. Cuts into Batman Begins. <laughs> um, so I think we can
0: take this movie and turn it into a horror movie. I mean, I think that's what it is. Like, But like uh, like an action horror movie. Of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not, you know, one of those like dumb, stupid, psychological, something that like makes you think about like the duality of mankind. Sure. Or, like, so I
2: think maybe like in order to attract Chris Angel, Alfred right. starts to mind freak his own home. Right, uh, okay. he starts to do magic tricks in the bathroom. Yeah, like,
0: so he's like trying to like build up the mind freak energy like
2: in his own home. Yeah, and and sure enough, like Chris Angel starts showing up. But suddenly, like he's knocking over books. He's like playing the piano late at night. Uh-huh. He like
1: wa- Alfred like washes his face in the mirror, like looks up and like and it's then, just like Chris, and then Angel- Chris Angel and he gets mind freaked, Yeah, and, like
0: which just kind of builds the whole mm-hmm. like atmosphere in the house of like mind-freakedness he's putting who, uh he's putting under uh he's putting eyeliner on yeah and yeah, like, yeah and so um where's john and sarah fit into all of this like what are what are well their i roles? think because at
2: the end alfred welcome like goes to hug his daughter so maybe john was tasked with keeping his daughter safe like out oh, of the house he's like yeah. oh, keep her yeah. safe at we all we don't want to mind
1: freak the girl
2: right. right
0: she's too young to be mind freaked because he remembers that he started to notice things were wrong with Robert, like when yeah. he was really young. So I think that this whole, like, sort of Robert burning alive, but not really burning alive thing, right. um, I think that that is what causes Chris Angel to be like, oh, he's not like a worthy successor.
2: Mm. Oh, gotcha. And he leaves. And so right. he
0: passes on to John.
1: Oh. Because,
0: or, ooh ooh, wait a ooh,
2: Come wait a minute, <laughs> ooh, yeah.
0: I know you see me standing here. Um, he splits up his soul like a horcrux. <laughs>
2: <laughs> into 12 different roberts for 12, 12 different, different yeah
0: 12 different timelines this is literally this is literally the plot of kingdom Weird. hearts three <laughs> it's literally the, the main antagonist of kingdom hearts literally splits his heart into 13 different people <laughs> i think we've also crossed genres like three times now. yeah <laughs> yeah this is like delving into like fantasy now uh so he splits his soul into 13, or like his or right. his like mind freaked essence uh-huh
2: into John, maybe the beginning of the movie my, was a flashback, and he was catching yes, one of the yeah, yes,
1: the the Finch, yeah, the the, the gold Finch, coming <laughs> so to a theater
0: near you. Um, so he splits his soul into John. Mm-hmm. John, tasked with keeping Sarah safe, is now possessed by a part of Chris Angel, right. He mind freaks Sarah, who's a you know an, an incredibly like in this world she's like an incredibly powerful force, and that's why right. uh, Alfred needs to keep her locked away. She's like the key to like defeating mm-hmm. Chris Angel, and the only way that Chris Angel can like she's the key to defeating chris angel what
2: a sentence right there
0: I, someone needs to defeat chris angel he's been a blight of our universe to, for too long someone
2: needs to step up <laughs>
0: someone someone needs to take up the mantle of defeating chris angel every so, other magician- search your
2: local hot topic not <laughs> right now
0: every other every other magician that's tried to defeat chris angel has ended up dead in a ditch why do you think we don't hear from pin and teller anymore <laughs> Why do you think Teller never talks? Uh, yeah, Chris Angel stole his tongue after he got mind freaked. Why do you think why do you think Siegfried and Roy got attacked by those tigers? Even though they're not magicians. But Chris Angel was still like freaking. You'll those do. Guys. <laughs> You'll
2: do. Mind freak those guys. Mind freak those guys. Could you imagine um, one day just yeah. waking up and finding out you're a whore for Chris Angel?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How did I get this leather bracelet? What is this? Why is there a bottle of nail polish in
0: my drawer? <laughs> Why do I suddenly feel like I just want to listen to My Chemical Romance? Does anyone else hear that G note? What hurts. It's a little too close to home for a lot of us in here. So, John, possessed by Chris Angel, right. mind freak Sarah. <laughs> Which then causes Sarah's spirit to be open and available for Chris Angel to possess her and, def- and destroy his only chance of being destroyed.
2: So, uh, I, but I think I think before he can get a chance, Alfred is obviously going to come in, right. save the day, right? Like, he's tracked down every last Horcrux except this one. Right. And he knows it's John. And so he, he steps in at the last moment. That's what the nod is. He, uh-huh. he keeps his daughter safe. And then he, like, nags to John. He's like, I know. I know. I know what you, you
0: are. Mm-hmm. And then John says, you want to be fooled. Mm-hmm. But it shows Robert because he's fooling. Chris Angel has, then, has now taken a hold of the film, and he's trying to mind freak mind us. Freak us. This oh, is, no. Chris Angel is in the process of mind freaking. How many times are we
2: going to say mind freak in this one podcast? Someone uh, track down Christopher Nolan right now.
0: <laughs> I want – okay. I want post this like post this recording. Right. I want one of our first promo images for this podcast to be how many times, how many times, you times you we say mind freak, mind in, freak in this episode and all variations of mind freak. Oh my gosh.
2: All right, so I think Alfred eventually of course like post Credit scene is going to be right. the big, the big battle between Alfred and. Well,
0: no, okay, okay, no, Robert's obviously not dead. Right. I don't know why I said he was dead. <laughs> uh, John goes in and saves Robert, who has, you know, Chris Angel has exited his body. Right. Because he himself got mind freaked by a gun. <laughs>
2: Chris Angel's one weakness
0: (laughs) Chris Angel's one weakness A gun Well two weaknesses Sarah and a gun A girl with a Glock And this is literally back This is back to
2: it Um, Who would have thought A bullet through the kidney Could do that to a man
0: (laughs) So he goes and he saves Robert Yeah This is a post credit
2: scene Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, He brings him into like This big council hall Yeah And the lights come up And it's just like I don't know. Eleven other people. Yeah. Uh, all with Chris Angel, like his soul in each one of them, and he's Mm -hmm. like, "All right, it's time to enact Planet Mind Freak."
2: (laughs) But like each, (laughs) and he turns on the Tesla coil. They're conjoined back into one. Yes, and then who?
0: (gasps) Wait a minute. Ooh, that's actually that's actually kind of cool. So I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna steal that idea. I'm playing. Okay. Okay. Go. 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 So they they go into the they go into this like into the into the theater there's 12 or, you know there's 13 people in there all mm-hmm. with chris angel soul in them they gather around the tesla coil they turn on the tesla <laughs> coil there's a big flash of lightning you know whatever the smoke clears guess who's standing in the middle of the tesla coil chris mind freaking angel <laughs> and he says it's time to party. They it's <laughs> just like,
2: boom, that's it. And then, like, they pull an in-game end ending, portals open up, and every magician from every universe comes in to defeat <laughs> Chris Angel. Penn and Teller, those are the only magicians I can think of. Penn and Teller, David Blaine, uh, that one guy that
0: just won the most recent season of America's Got Talent, the guy that does the card tricks.
2: All right, so it's a little less
0: climactic than I thought it was going to be. No, no, be. no, we can keep going, we can keep going. Um... <laughs> That one guy that did my fourth birthday party. <laughs> I think he's in Most jail
1: clowns. now. I think he's in jail. No, we keep the clowns away from this movie. No, I really just think that this is Robert Pattinson and John Ham fighting for the role. John of Hamm <laughs> fighting for the role of, of a Batman. Batman. If there
0: were two people on this earth that were going to fight for this role, it would be John Ham and Robert Pattinson, because <laughs> everyone else has seen like the recent kind of. Uh, box office cancer that is a Batman movie and we're just like we're good
1: <laughs> no pass hard pass oh man that was a good one yeah good so we've turned oh, it
0: kind of into like an action fantasy uh, cross horror. genre mind this is a genre puzzler. this is a genre bending um, genre ending mm-hmm. film this movie transcends all genres.
2: Like Chris Angel, Like Chris transcends Angel. all genres. Time, space. You're gonna be chewing on this one for right. a while.
0: Well, also, don't watch this if you are in the mood to get mind freaked because mm-hmm. this movie, like I said, Chris Angel has taken a hold of the film, kind of like um, in that movie, Sinister. Bagul yeah. <laughs> takes a hold of the film <laughs> and, and will jump through your
1: TV screen and mind freak you, and then you too will become a vessel for Chris Angel. <laughs> Yo, I just, I just wanna. I just looked up Chris Angel. Is he okay? Yeah, yeah he's. Uh, yeah, he's still doing events. Well, he's old. I just want y'all to take a gander at how you think you spell Chris. It's like K R I S S. It's C R I S S.
0: That's one eye away from <laughs> crisis,
1: <laughs> which
0: Chris Angel is in the middle of right now because he's like, I don't have anything going on. So, like, when you say he's still doing events, like what, like what constitutes as an event? Like um, birthday parties playing. or what?
1: Uh, Lou Fontaine Theater. In
0: Vegas? In New York. Oh, oh okay. He's moved past the Vegas circuit. Look to at make that. room for Lady Gaga. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they need an event venue to clear out, they just calling Chris Angel the
0: <laughs> Chris Angel is like the one person that will draw a crowd away from Vegas. <laughs> well, I think this was like this movie was released kind of in the heyday of Chris Angel. Right. And so like that's why everyone was so susceptible to get mind freaked because like we were already kind of like in like our minds were already freaked. Remember when Chris Angel uh, quotes walked on water? Mhm. Yeah, that freaked our minds. It was that freaked my like 12-year-old mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" <laughs> um it also freaked my mind whenever I went to Vegas and I went to Chris Angel's gift shop. <laughs> I
2: bought my first bottle of eyeliner.
0: <laughs> uh I bought my first studded belt and uh, it was all over from there I became I am personally a vessel for Chris Angel. <laughs> Yo, Chris Angel is
1: 51 years old. Oh my god. He was born in 1967. I mean, 50, 51 in this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say no no no. Chris, Chris Angel is eternal. He had, a, he had a metal rock band. Of course he did. What what's its name? What's the band's name? Uh Angel. His real name is Christopher Nicholas Stark. I'm leaving. S- Saratonkos. That's his Latin name.
0: <laughs> that's, his, that's his forgotten. That's the name that's been forgotten to the ages. Yeah. Now all we
2: know is Chris Angel. And you if you say, say it
1: backwards, <laughs> all the lights will start flickering. <laughs> yeah. And then your mind gets freaked. <laughs>
2: Well, I think fifty five is when the hunt begins for his next vessel. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well,
0: because his old like frail mortal frame, he's like, I have to I have to get rid of this. He mm-hmm. he's experienced like human mortal death before, <laughs> which is why he still does events. Because oh, like gotcha. it's a little harder to mind freak people just because of the trauma that we've all experienced right. with, you know, like this past election. Um Different People, like other events in our lives So it's harder for us to get
2: mind freaked And so it's like Well conspiracy when, theories are all sort of coming back around Like we're, right, we're, we're ready like to be in, freaked again. Like
0: everyone watches Shane Dawson videos <laughs> <laughs> It's just um,
2: It's a more It's a scary time we live in Alex yeah. Jones has prepped us He has primed prepped. us for Do you think Alex Jones is a vessel for Chris Angel? I think the two might be working together At least I think so. At the
0: very I least I think Alex Jones is like his Like uh, His like right His star screen <laughs> He, he tells Alex like hey, yeah, you'll take over one day, but like has no plans right. on and like Alex I think kind of knows that in the back of his mind, right? But he's like I'm still gonna serve Chris because like yeah, Chris Angel So is. now
2: I've got sort of like a Lion King scenario where yeah. Chris Angel rules the kingdom of mind freak But Alex Jones wants it for himself. So right
0: like Alex Jones Joe Rogan um, <laughs> Who else is just a garbage person It's mind freaky <laughs> who else is mind freaky? I uh, Miley Cyrus Miley si- <laughs> Miley Cyrus is Ashley O in the newest season of Black Mirror. I think that uh, I think that Kanye has recently become a oh. con- like a, a vessel for Chris Angel
2: poised to take over the throne yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: because I mean remember that album he promised back in like September very true and never delivered but also like remember when he said slavery was a choice <laughs>
2: I'm like remember the Trump phase?
0: How could I forget? <laughs> I try very hard to. Um, I think like nowadays a lot more celebrities are getting mind freaked and like getting taken over by Chris Angel, which is going to start Planet Mind Freak. Yeah. And I think that the hero that's going to save us all, John Oliver. John Oliver. <laughs> I know. I think. <laughs> oh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay. Okay. We're here. We made it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be. It's gotta the, be. The, Keanu.
0: We, the person that's gonna save us all from the, the from the fury of Chris Angel is Keanu Reeves. Yeah, 100%. that's gonna be what
2: John Wick Four is about. Taking yeah. down <laughs> all
0: of Chris. It's gonna be a documentary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Killing an angel, John Wick Four. Oh my god. <laughs> Y'all, this movie has an insane cast: oh, Hugh Jackman, yeah, nice. Christian Bale, Scarlett Johansson, David Bowie. Michael oh, Kane oh, yeah. and, and Andy Circus are all in this movie. What
0: CGI character is he playing in this? Is he playing <laughs> yeah. the Tesla coil
2: <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the movie? Caesar from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Caesar <laughs> love <laughs> magic. <laughs> Caesar hate <and> Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: Brady, you're the only one that's seen this movie.
2: Yeah. So, basically, this movie is the tale of two rival magicians mm-hmm. who are constantly trying to outdo each other. So, it's Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Okay. Hugh Jackman, at the beginning of the movie, dies. He's in that tank. He drowns. Yeah. Okay. And the death is blamed on Alfred. Which is uh, Christian Bale. Which is Christian Bale, right? And then it goes back in time and tells the story of these two rival magicians and how they're trying to constantly one-up and one-up and one-up each oh, other okay. until eventually it ends in what you think is a murder... Um, but there's like a huge plot twist at the end, and you figure out like all the stuff that you thought was going on. I, it's wild. I really don't want to spoil it for you guys because if you haven't seen it yet, like yeah, you, you really. Well, I mean, we to. just read the ending, so <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's still there's still so many like intricate little okay. plot lines in I, here. Like, like you just reading the ending, like
0: I, like I said, I was like, this is cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. Just the way it's written, and like I can uh-huh. just imagine the way that it's, like, filmed, too. I'm just like, dang, like, this is sick. It like, definitely
2: is, like, Nolan, at his most Nolan, yeah. I feel like. Right. Okay. Oh,
0: um, so that was the that was the fi- the real plot and then Brady's fake plot or whatever he was talking about. <laughs> the Prestige.
2: Yeah, so, uh, hey, Colton, could you look under your chair real quick for a – do you see a segment <laughs> under there that you want to do? <laughs> Colton almost just legitimately fell out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, it, it's shaking, not stirred. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, essentially what we do with this is uh, we take a bunch of movies and we pair them up with uh, diff- random movie genres. Uh, so like last week or last episode we did Toy Story as a war movie. Uh, so I'm going to spin the wheel real quick. All right, we got Titanic. Okay. As as a cop drama.
2: <laughs> Didn't you say it's a cop drama? As a cop drama. That's
1: <laughs> like
0: as, as, po- as a police procedural. <laughs> Jack's a cop.
2: <laughs> Maybe Titanic is. as in this is like the Titanic case, right? Okay. Okay. This is yeah. The yeah. biggest case of their lives, right? right? Oh, so man. it's
0: like I think Jack is an undercover cop. Right. He is going in because he knows that like Something's up with the Titanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A ship that big?
1: Mm-mm. No, not my Titanic.
0: Not, in, not
2: in my good Christian waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's a small town cop, but he stumbles upon this conspiracy that somebody somewhere is going to wreck the Titanic, <gasps> and it's up to him to get on board and stop that train from rolling. Right. And so
0: he gets on the Titanic, and he falls in love with Rose. Of course. Who we find out later in the movie is the reason why
1: the Titanic crashes. She crashed is in the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> She's a witch. And that she- cop's name? Paul Blart. <laughs> Paul Blart,
0: mall cop three. Titanic. So I think that Jack uh, goes onto the boat. He's obviously like trying to figure out who's about to sink the Titanic. Uh, he falls in love with Rose. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of continues on from normal at that point. But with just the added context of that he's an undercover cop, he right. then finds out that Rose is the one, he finds out, like, towards the end, after they've already crashed into right. the iceberg. Through stellar detective work, yeah. of course. And, like, that's the reason why she doesn't get him on the door. Oh. Yeah. She, he knows too much. He knows too much. And she's like, you're never going to know. No, I, and that's
2: when she drops him into the ocean.
0: Oh, my god, She gets away right with I it. A genius.
2: This is
1: real. All right, Colton, let's go ahead and get another. Wizard of Oz. Oh, no, I spent the wrong wheel. <laughs> oh, no, we've got... Chris, <laughs> A- Chris Angel mind-freaking <laughs> our game. Okay. Um, okay, Wizard of Oz. As an action movie? I mean... Arnold Schwarzenegger plays... I mean, Dorothy. Dorothy. <laughs> I was going to say plays the dead As man. he shoots uh, his way through
2: the land of
0: Oz.
1: <laughs> ah, there's no place like home. <laughs> it's, it's Aslan plays the lion... Not not even Liam Neeson, just Aslan
2: the
0: Lion from Chronicles of Narnia. You heard it here. Aslan is a real person They did not CGI Liam Neeson into playing that lion. It was really Aslan. The Jesus metaphor that is Aslan Aslan. the
2: Lion is a real thing. Aslan actually plays Liam
0: Neeson. Oh, right. So was he the one that said those really awful things (laughs) about (laughs) that black guy?
1: Um who oh, who's the scarecrow in the the Batman movies? Oh, who plays uh, Scarecrow? Cillian Murphy. Cillian, Cillian Murphy. Murphy. It's those three and they're just blowing their way through yeah, so it's Arnold Schwarzenegger,
0: Schwarzenegger is Dorothy, literally Aslan uh, uh, as the cowardly lion. And Cillian Murphy and Cillian and Cillian the Murphy scarecrow. As scarecrow. <laughs> um who do we who do you think plays Toto? Uh Ghost from Game of Thrones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Either that or uh who is the guy from um Twilight?
0: Andy Serkis, <laughs> <laughs> or it's Andy, Andy Serkis? Toto is a
1: uh, Toto is uh, Cerberus, the three-headed dog that <laughs> <laughs> guards the gates of hell. Is there an is, excuse me? the Gates of heck. <laughs> the gates of heck. Is there
0: another? Uh, is there another character in the Wizard of Oz? Wait, oh, we didn't play. We didn't see who played because Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing Dorothy. I They're was playing, thinking
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Tin
0: Man. No, that's that's
2: low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just it is Arnold Schwarzenegger, but as the Terminator.
0: Oh, oh. Yeah. okay. Then who's playing Dorothy? Uma Thurman. Oh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman is, Uma Thurman is Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is as the Terminator as Tin Man. Aslan as the cow- that's the funny one. Aslan as Aslan as Aslan. <laughs> aslan as Aslan as Aslan as the cowardly lion. Uh and then Celia Murphy. As
2: the scarecrow from Batman Begins, all I, fighting the Wicked Witch of the East, Cersei Lannister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West, as played by Jessica Walter, and the Flying Monkeys, as played by Andy Circus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Flying
0: Monkeys, played by Andy. Serkis. Even scarier
2: than Flying Monkeys, a thousand flying
1: Andy Circuses,
0: <laughs> but not in CGI, just Andy Circus.
1: He just put, he just like flies in. on, like all of his roles that he's ever done that are CGI. <laughs> yeah. yes. All of them converge. Uh, I
0: think that a character dies in this version, <laughs> though. Mm-hmm.
2: It's gonna be Terminator Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. He's gonna be melting. And, like, giving the thumbs up. Is he, right. Like- no, he's going to be melting,
0: and, like, the last thing you see is his heart in his oh. hand. Or the Wicked Witch of the West's heart in his hand. <laughs> and it's just, that's where it stops. And he's just like, he really did get a heart that day. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Guys, well. this is a really good round of Shaken That's Turn. <laughs> I'm very excited about how this is going to turn out.
1: Um, All right. Colton, then, let's do one more. Let's do one more. Or, uh, We're on a roll, guys. Rocketman as a fantasy movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: as we all know, Rocket Man is
0: the uh, bio the biopic. Is that how you say it? Biopic or biopic? Uh, yeah. Bi- Bi- biopicals. Bi- biopicals. <laughs> biopicals. <laughs> this is the biopic of legendary singer Elton John. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that we just kind of change a couple of like the setting. Sure. It takes place
1: in a faraway land. Of course. Uh, you know, like we're in a land where Elton John's costumes make sense.
0: Right. Right, of course. Where Elton John's cost which is what I was gonna, gonna get to, it was like basically like you just keep the story of Rocket Man.
2: What right. if we like Rocket Man is the story of Elton John? He plays a set that transcends both time and space. He's transported he's transported back in time to a medieval universe, okay. right? Oh,
0: okay. So he plays a show. Mm -hmm. uh, He becomes in Egerton. uh, (laughs) And he has to fight his way back Uh by playing another show. Gotcha. uh, That will open up another rift in space time. The
2: problem is he can't get anyone to come to his show because electric guitars are witchcraft.
0: Because music is the devil. It's true. And especially like his garish costumes and everything, mm-hmm. they think he's a witch.
2: So now we've got a footloose scenario where he's got to convince the local teens to come to his show, right? The local medieval teens,
0: right? And uh, uh, there's uh, there's a priest that's obviously uh-huh. like this dude's gotta go, mm-hmm. but he's got to burn at the stake. It's during the Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> they think that Elton John is a witch. Yeah, uh, and so Some still do. <laughs> yeah, and so. He then somehow gathers, you know, the townsfolk together, and yeah. he plays a show that opens up a portal in time, and he uh, he goes away while he's singing Rocket Man, of course, Man. and that's when we learn of the legend of the Rocket Man. And
2: throughout every culture in history, if you look closely, there are stories and variations of the Rocket Man, that's right. right?
1: And so some children s- listen; children fall asleep to their mothers telling them stories of the Rocket the Rocket Man.
2: Man. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. Okay, my heart has we, been warmed. We really turned this around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was shaken not stirred, and now we go to the portion of the podcast that literally just makes us like every other
2: <laughs> movie podcast that Darren came up with all that by himself. That I with came no up help. with all by
0: myself with no help because I'm unoriginal. Real talk, where we actually take movies seriously and talk about the movies that we've seen and things that are going on in the re- in the realm of uh, film entertainment. Gucci. So. I'll start because I am the the mother of the child. <laughs> so I have not seen great movies since the last time we recorded. Um, well, okay, I saw Godzilla, the new Godzilla movie. How was it, by the way? Um, so the parts with Godzilla and Ghidorah and and every uh, Godzilla and, monster, yeah, every ever. kaiju, uh, were great. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, the part with the people in it sucked. <laughs>
2: Well, that was probably like what ten minutes total out of the no. runtime. I mean, the monster part. The
0: monster part
1: was like maybe like thirty to forty-five minutes of the movie. Yeah, um, which is like. Did it did it shoot too big? Cause that was my fear. I haven't seen it yet. But that was my fear going in. I was like, I think this movie is gonna go way too big. Cause they're adding all the every, adding everyone yeah, but, every but Mega Kaiju. Godzilla, right? Right.
0: Well, I mean, like they had like. The main ones are Godzilla, Mothra, King Rodan, King Ghidorah, and. Um, which also, Mothra's a queen. Um, <laughs> like, literally, I stand Mothra forever. Um, also, Rodan is a punk. Literally, he's he pulls a full star scream in mm-hmm. this movie. Like, he flip flops back and forth so many different times. He's like, nah, I'm gonna serve Ghidorah. And then he gets, like, stabbed by Mothra, and he's like, Maybe I shouldn't have done this, and then he like goes to Godzilla. He's like, "Hey, homie, like, what's up? Like, sorry about all this, like, you know, this mess I've caused and everything. Like, mm-hmm. we're still cool, right?" And Godzilla's like, "Yeah, I guess, whatever." Um, this is
1: exactly how the movie went. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, this is word for word uh, transcript. Yeah, be Whoa. careful, Brittany. Whenever you edit this out, we have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Godzilla who's <laughs> treading on thin us.
2: copyright ice here.
0: <laughs> uh, Mister Universal's knocking on our door. Kind of like, hey, <laughs> hey, you shut up in there! That like Godzilla reference oh. I heard. Shut it down. Is that Godzilla? Um, which it's like, and they set up. I think they set up really well for Godzilla versus King Kong. Right. They make a lot of references to Kong Skull Island, a movie that I have not seen. Yeah, I'm well not
1: not good. I'm not
2: gonna lie. Yeah, the parts with we King saw Kong. We together, were, didn't we? Brady? Yeah, and I was laughing the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Oh, was it bad? It wasn't good. Okay. Like, so. I love Samuel Jackson. Okay, he was not given good material for this movie. Which I heard that people were like, this movie was
1: surprisingly good. Really? Yeah, I did I've, not heard, think I've heard so that people. All. I've heard people was, say like,
0: this
2: movie is surprisingly
1: good. I was surprised. It's like, uh, what was? Do you, you watch Power Rangers? Yeah. Like, I feel like everyone with Power Rangers had the bar just like through the through the basement, <laughs> and it like met it, but it, like surpassed it. But it wasn't great.
0: But everyone was like, oh, well, like. I go into a lot of movies like that nowadays, where it's sure, like I go yeah. in with no expectations. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't that.
1: hate the Godzilla movie; it was just not. or I'm sorry, the King Kong movie. Ah, uh-huh. it just wasn't amazing. Yeah. Will I pay money to go watch King Kong fight Godzilla? Right, absolutely. Only if there's a Abso-mind- human. Absolutely. <laughs> only if there's a
2: human aspect to it. Yes. Only if there's a 45 to an hour long human yeah. subplot. <laughs> only if there's Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs>
0: So I also – was it last weekend or the weekend before that? I saw Dark Phoenix. And I was – How was
2: 6.1 on IMDb? (laughs) Is
0: it really? Yeah. It's like a a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. Uh, Man. I was disappointed with how impressed I was. Really? Again, I walked in with very low expectations. Sure. Just because Apocalypse was not good at all. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend to try to defend that movie. Nope. (laughs) and this movie wasn't great either, uh, in the slightest. I feel like the Dark Phoenix story has been overdone. I think the X Men movies need to take a rest, which you know is you know is going to happen. Like sure. you know, they got bought out by Disney, so it's like I don't think they. I think they said they're not going. to, We're not going to see. X Men enter into the MCU until like 2023 or something yeah. like that. Which, Which
2: sucks because they constantly crossed over in
1: the comics. Yeah. I'm like, excited about it. Like, I'm so excited yeah, to see. Well, it. Yeah.
0: It's like, I want to see what they're going to do with like the newer Avengers and then. Sure.
1: X-Men. Well,
2: because, I mean, like, even, like, current-day Marvel comics, they have crossovers with Deadpool, crossovers with X-Men, Fantastic Four. Which I think
1: Disney will finally be able to actually do now. Right. They
2: they had to collect all the Infinity Stones (laughs) before they could.
1: (laughs) The uh, Fox, Sony, and yeah. Which they,
0: like, they're still planning on introducing Fantastic Four and X-Men. Yeah. But, like, not until, like, five years down the line. And I think it's...
1: Kind of sucks. I think it's crazy that one day we're gonna be sitting in a theater, and a trailer is gonna pop up. And we're gonna be like, "What?" For like, and
0: then, the, for like the Avengers versus the X Men,
1: or something like that, or like we're gonna see the little Fantastic Four logo, and we're gonna be like, "Yes!" Like, I and we're, and we're <laughs> gonna be legitimately excited for it. That. It's yeah. be
0: crazy. Yeah, I just think the X Men movies need to take a rest. I, that's what oh, I, think. I think. they Need to go on sabbatical, and I think that they are. What What have y'all What have y'all been up to before we get into the kind of like serious?
2: Um, I. <laughs> So I started watching Chernobyl specifically because oh, I yeah. forgot to cancel my HBO subscription after Game <laughs> of Thrones <laughs> ended. <laughs> so I was like, might as well make the most of this one. Uh, so I started watching Chernobyl. Fantastic show. Awesome. Uh, it, is, it is really, really well done. One thing I don't really deal super well with is dramas like this that have real life implications or like mm. that actually happened. Because Chernobyl is awesome until you realize that it's like, oh, these people's faces actually melted off. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's horrifying. Well, it's like
0: we like to think of Chernobyl as like the source of like a lot of like horror movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, oh, radiation, like people like got mutated and stuff like that. Yeah, Like people actually died. Like this yeah. is like a real life yeah. tragedy that happened.
2: It's it's a phenomenal show. So if you've got an HBO subscription, I would definitely make the, the most of it and watch. Check mm-hmm. out Chernobyl.
1: Yeah. Colton, what about you? Uh, we'll strap in because I'm about to uh... – <laughs> I'm about to critique a DC thing. Oh, and I never do that. Hot take. A <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, DC movies are bad. <laughs> um, I watched, I've watched season one of Titans this past, since we've last been with each other. <laughs> nope. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like since we've last, last, since we've since last our, known each other. Since, our last, <laughs> since our last rendezvous. <laughs> since our last tryst. <laughs> since we last saw each other. Um, and I've started Doom Patrol. Okay. Um, Titans is okay. Okay. Uh, The pacing of the show is bad. Really? Um, I showed y'all that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The car wreck. The car. Yeah. If you've seen it, the car wreck scene with Hawk and Dove. If you could call it that, it's more like a van eats two people. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah. It looked like a scene from like a modern, like Grand Theft Auto Pac Man (laughs) crossover.
1: It is just, it's not good. Um, Starfire is a wreck of a character. Really? She plays, I just don't know where they were going with it. She plays this like she looks cool. Yeah. I looks cool. Um the way they did characters for like uh Robin and Raven and Beast Boy, um, phenomenal. Uh literally watching these teenagers and how they would react to Raven having powers yeah because like she she kills a guy and then Nightwing or I'm sorry he doesn't become Nightwing yet Uh, Robin 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 struggling with like living out of Batman's shadow okay great So it's got good parts, but it's also got not good parts.
2: I saw the trailer for Titans And I pretty much to me. I was like the appeal of this show is watch angsty superhero say the f-word I was
0: like, well, it's like I watched it and I was like, hmm nothing about this made me want to watch the actual show that you have right now. It made me just want to watch the Teen Titans.
1: Yeah, cartoon. honestly. I I really like that DC has this streaming service, which is I didn't think I would say. Right. Because it's basically like, DC's like, screw you, we're going to do what we want. Right. And that's basically what they well, do. Because they f-
0: know their TV, their TV properties are more successful than their movie properties. Yeah,
1: sure. Speaking of, how is Doom Patrol, by the way? It is one of the craziest shows I've ever watched. (laughs) It is wild. It, uh, the way
2: you explained it to me, was like, they, they're very self-aware of their target demographic. Yeah.
1: So there's a character called Mr. Nobody. And he knows like, he knows that you're watching a TV show and he'll like say, like he was, he'll talk. And someone was like, who are you talking to? He'll go, uh, People on Reddit and people who are still paying for a subscription or, like, <laughs> something like that. Okay. And it's, like, it also has great character development. There's a character you hate her because she does nothing. And then literally in, like, about five seconds of uh, one of, like, the fourth or fifth episode, yeah. compl- like you're, like, this is my favorite character and I love oh, her good, good.
0: Good. That's the kind of stuff I like. Uh, it's really good, solid character development that doesn't take forever, too. Yeah. I've
1: heard it gets really weird, too. And so I'm kind of, like, this is already weird. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, so uh, there is one more thing we have to talk about, and I hate, I, I hate that we're ending on this, because it's such a serious, like, gross thing to end on. So, um, we did an episode uh, on the movie Chronicle. Uh, which What was that, like, 7 or 8?
2: Oh, uh, no, that was like... Uh, yeah, because it was after Suspiria, so I guess it was episode yeah.
0: 7. So, um... Chronicle was written by a guy named Max Landis. I, in this podcast, said that Max Landis was one of my favorite screenwriters, which at the time, I mean, was true, I guess. But uh, just recently, Max Landis has had uh, eight women come out and say that that he... sexually assaulted them that he was just an overall, like really horrible, awful, like monster to them. Like was like physically abusive to them, verbally, emotionally abusive, uh, sexually abusive. Um, So basically
2: we're just here to say we hate Max Landis. Yeah.
0: I wanted to retract the statement of me saying that Max Landis is one of my favorite screenwriters uh, because that's not true anymore. I think that that opens up a conversation about like that. I don't really particularly want to have on this uh, about like, can you take, Uh, an artist artist that is a really awful monster person and separate their art from them Mm -hmm. and I don't think that that for some people is possible. Sorry to end on like that bummer but like I think that just needed to be said Um, just for you know future reference in case like we blow up. And like, <laughs> so, I mean, so when, yeah, that way when we get picked
2: up by like cereal and start getting, yeah, when we
0: become a, when we become ah. a, this American life joint, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. we can like have some plausible deniability of like, Hey, like we understand that Max Landis is a bad person. We didn't know at the time that we did it, sure. but uh, that's all I really want to talk about. About Sure. That. Um, we, uh,
2: right now we're sort of in like a weird spot because all three of us are working full time at a uh, summer camp and so our work schedules are just sort of insane right now. So yeah. we're going to we would like to be consistent in releasing episodes as often as we can, but the truth is that's just not possible. Yeah, it's like right now
0: we we only get certain like nights off and like only like certain hours off. So it makes it almost like nearly impossible like to get get together mm-hmm. except for like on the weekends.
2: So uh, that being said, we're sorry we're not going to have a regular release schedule for the next, I don't know, probably a couple months, yeah. but after that we're going to try to
1: get uh onto more of a regular yeah. release Yeah, also basis. we're sorry that all of our comedy sounds like three passed out dudes giggling to themselves. (laughs) Yeah, because we are truly... (laughs) um, (laughs) Exhausted.
0: And I
2: cannot stress this enough, exhausted. Yeah. Uh, All that being said, uh, feel free to follow us on all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, If you have any questions, comments, or concern, please reach out at stirtheplot at gmail.com. Give us some nice, kind words that I can hang on my fridge. That'd be really great.
0: Yeah, I need like a reason to show my mom that this is something good worth doing, so...
2: Um so we don't we don't pay to advertise at all so please Yet. tell all your friends share our posts um, it really means a lot to us when we hear other people that aren't in our immediate social circle <laughs> listening yeah to our it's I
0: would actually prefer to hear from people I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you like if you know people that like like movies or just like like uh, funny things or like really good quality or just uh, like audio joy. <laughs> don't
1: tell them about this
0: podcast <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. tell them about the other like two reco- so on iTunes, our recommended podcast. It's like, if you listen to stir of the Plot, you might also like Serial, the true crime podcast, or the Ron Burgundy show. <laughs> which,
2: anyways, so I think that's it. Yep. Yeah, well, that was episode 10. Thank you guys One more for, in the for tuning in. Uh, now that we've hit double digits, we're going to go, I don't know, uh, party hard, whatever it is. We're going to go party hard and watch Toy Story 4 later tonight. <laughs> Anyway, this has been Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Fultz. I'm Colton Hart.
1: My name's Amanda.
2: And if you see Sandra Bullock, first make sure she's not Chris Angel, then give her a hug. And she'll mind freak you. Yeah. And then, why not Why not around Why And then you just
0: study,
1: but. Start it, but. Start it, but. Start it, but. She the pop.